This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 239. Hey there, Zeners! Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. I'm one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. In this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we're going to discuss sugar addiction. Now, this is a very real issue that plagues many people, including Larissa, and it's especially dangerous for her because she's also a diabetic. And we've talked about this in a few podcasts in the past, particularly I can remember us talking about sugar addiction when we did the review of the movie Fed Up, the documentary Fed Up. Uh, We're going to talk about how and why sugar is addictive and some ways to help overcome this powerful problem. And this came up again recently when we received a comment or a question in Mm -hmm. the peas and carrots. What up, guys? (laughs) Uh, In the peas and carrots group where someone asked the question about dealing with sugar addiction. And a lot of comments came in, really good comments and tips from the folks in there as as typical in typical fashion of this group, providing some really good insights. So we are going to talk about that. But before we get into that, we have a new rating, which is amazing. Awesome. So this review is from Tiki T2, who says, don't sleep on this podcast. You'll be sorry. And I'm sure it was just like that when she wrote it, right? <laughs> okay, so uh, the rate the review says, great show hosts who give down-to-earth sound advice and tips. Thank you. Thanks for all you guys do for newbies like me, so I won't become a vegan junkie. And it's uh, signed, I guess, Teheti or Tahiti. What up? Awesome. Thank you so much for leaving us the rating. We really appreciate it. That helps us move up in the iTunes search engine so other people can find us. Yes, so thank you very ma'am. much. All, all right. right. Ready to get into this? Yes. And <laughs> so kind of sort of related, but not really. Um if I sound a little funny, I had a root canal yesterday, so I'm not talking exactly, <laughs> exactly like I, I normally would. Um, and, uh, so and she said kind of sort of related because sugar it, messes up your teeth. Exactly. And that's, you know what I was going for there. But uh, yeah, so. Because uh, we had to talk about that yesterday as well. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. But anyway, that's, that's why I might sound a little um, kind of lispy or weird, but uh, weirder than usual. Let's put it that way. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So as you had, Vicky had mentioned in the um, kind of the intro, sugar addiction is not a made up thing. It is very, very real. Uh, So for some people, both uh, physical and psychological with issues with sugar are, you know, a huge problem. Definitely. And definitely for me, um, both of those. So let's talk about some signs first. Talk about some signs of sugar addiction. You're, I think you're the best person to talk about that because <laughs> you experienced this. So yeah, absolutely. I would leave that to you to describe that. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, craving sugar, of course, is a pretty obvious sign. Craving sugar or um, also starchy processed foods. So, you know, sugar addiction is not just about sw- like the actual donuts or sh- right, candy. Because uh, starch starches also contain sugar they break down into to sugars in your in your system and the the more processed uh the worse they are right so that's one thing also uh losing control of how much sugar you eat or um kind of similar to that eating more than you plan to so 
So let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. It just occurred to me. When I eat something sugary, like Mm -hmm. let's just say, what did I have the other day? I had something and I felt the sugar hit me Mm -hmm. and I stopped because Mm -hmm. it almost felt a little nauseating. So are you saying as in your experience anyways, do you not have that type of barrier to say stop? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. I, because because the I feel it I feel it the same way you do, so I feel that sugar hit me and you know I get a headache or I get dizzy mm-hmm. or not dizzy dizzy but you know like uh, kind I of get a nauseated rush. if I yeah. eat too, something with too much sugar I get nauseated. You know what you know what's a really funny thing um, and you know we have an outline for this uh, for this episode like we do with all of them and it's got you know different points but I kind of feel like on this one we may just be having kind of a conversation if Mm -hmm. we don't hit every single point of this I think it's okay yeah Uh, because it's almost like you're interviewing me kind of you know yeah and that's fine Uh, but a lot of times you say that you get your stomach gets upset right if Mm -hmm. you eat too much or feel nauseated right right well you know for a long time and I've really tried to to break myself of this habit especially but for a long time when my stomach was upset I would eat something sweet Mm. and it would calm my stomach down interesting yeah so there's that um but yeah no I feel the same thing that you do it's not that I don't uh feel that um but yeah I the just the the sensation of eating it the taste of eating it the and that feeling is is good for me I like it, you know, and so I don't, I don't have that thing to, to stop me. And we'll get into that later when we talk about the physiological aspect of why this is addictive and what happens. Uh, we'll actually talk about that. So that's a really good question that you asked. Well, and you know, something I can kind of relate to with respect to just food overall is food addiction, right? So, you know, you and I have talked and I've talked about it on the podcast before, and I think this happens particularly to a lot of women, I I do know this happens to men too. So guys, I'm not saying this doesn't happen to you. Uh, I'm just saying it's more common or at least more women admit that Mm -hmm. when they were younger, there was a lot of sociological pressure to be a certain weight. And of course, I was part of that also. And remember being on diet pills at the young age of 12, Mm -hmm. 13, and it was not discouraged. And my parents didn't just didn't know better. They thought right. that was something all girls did. And they kind of encouraged it too. So there is some aspect of that with food overall for me, which uh, I've recovered from I would <laughs> to some extent. I mean, in the sense that I've pushed all that away. Uh, but there's still some struggle. So I mm-hmm. understand what you're saying in the in the sense of you're full, but you just keep eating. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So again, and to that point, uh, another sign of this type of sugar addiction is that, yeah, you keep eating or you just go back and get more later, even when you aren't hungry. You know, I have hungry in quotations because a lot of times, you know, with sweets, um, particularly, they're kind of like considered a, a dessert or an after meal. So you're not necessarily hungry when you're eating sweets. Uh, yeah. But it's more of a treat. Yeah, or more of just conditioned, right? Right, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so then the other one, uh, another sign is and I am, I fall prey to this one a lot. Uh, you'll eat something that you don't really like. 
just because there's nothing else around and you need something sweet. Mm. So like, the like thing what? with um, the thing that you always ask me, like if you get a candy bar or something and you say, well, this has nuts in it, you won't eat it, right? Well, okay. Uh, technically, yeah, because I don't like almonds, like if it has almonds in it. But I am not above getting an almond, like a, a, a chocolate bar that has almonds and eating around the almonds and throwing them away and spitting them out. It's that bad. Yeah, the reason she says that, too, is because I don't like to keep... We don't keep sweet stuff around the house anymore to tempt her. But if I do get something, I try to get something that I know she wouldn't Uh at least be able to just eat like that. Right. But yeah, something that it's... It's kind of harder to do that. So like with pralines, for example, I am not above sucking the sugar off of pecans, really. And, you know, I mean, I'm really putting myself all out there um, on this because... um, I know that a lot of people, other people have these same issues and it's hard to admit. It's hard to talk about, you know, uh, to friends, to family, to, to even to doctors, you know, it's embarrassing and it, it makes you feel guilty and it makes you feel bad. So I don't want. And weak, right? Yeah, it makes weak, you feel weak yeah. because I know, sh- I know in your discussions with me about it, mm-hmm. you feel very ashamed. I can mm-hmm. tell. Absolutely. Um, and guilty. And so I don't want. Other people, you know, people who are listening to this or or, uh, I don't want you to feel like you're the only one that that does that. You know, if you do that, um, maybe you don't. Um, Maybe you have other issues. But if you do that, you're not the only one. And it's not just you and me. (laughs) You know, there's other people. And so that's one of the things that I really want to stress when we do this episode is that whatever, whatever you're doing, whatever behavior you're engaging in when it comes to sugar, it's not just you. Let's talk about some of the physical aspects of the sugar addiction and why it is, why it is physically addictive. And I've, I've seen articles that say it's not really Mm -hmm. physically addicting. But you know, unless you're there, (laughs) I I think, and I'm not there, but like Larissa, I see it. So Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not that it's, uh, I don't think she's making that up. I, I yeah. believe what she's saying to me. And in the documentary Fed Up, they talked a little bit about that also, mm-hmm. how sugar started to infiltrate children's cereals and really starting to get them hooked on mm-hmm. sugar at a young age. Absolutely. So sugar is a natural natural reward for the brain and it triggers the release of the neurotransmitter dopamine. And there was an article in the um, Psychology Today that defined dopamine as follows. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter that helps control the brain's reward and pleasure centers. Dopamine also helps regulate movement and emotional responses and enables us not only to see rewards, but also to take action to move towards them. You know what it makes me think of too is like video video games or games on your iphone like Mm -hmm. right now we're addicted to farmville (laughs) tropical (laughs) island and uh really it does you it that's how it keeps you in there right you get those little hits of dopamine when you get a reward yeah well and you know i as i was working on this outline it occurred to me that i'm kind of um it's got me kind of two ways because I have I have Tourette syndrome for for those of you who don't know some some people do some people don't um but I have Tourette syndrome and basically what Tourette uh the physiology behind Tourette is that there your brain produces and releases too much dopamine so that's exactly what it is it's the opposite of Parkinson's Parkinson's is not enough 
Tourette is too much. And so w- the definition that you just read that where d- uh, dopamine helps regulate movement and re- emotional responses. Well, uh, because I have too much dopamine, that's what causes the the ticks and the, the, the twitches and the noises and things like that, uh, that people with Tourette experience. So I've kind of got a double whammy, I guess, you know, you could say when it comes to the, the being susceptible to the problems with sugar Mm -hmm. and I never connected the two before until I actually did the research for this episode. So it's very enlightening for me. Another way we're always learning from doing the podcast ourselves too. So prolonged overconsumption of sugar can actually create changes in the brain's dopamine receptors so that there are more of the receptors that create excitement and fewer of the ones that inhibit behaviors. Hmm. That's That's pretty interesting. So interesting. So basically then what that means is it means that it will take higher amounts of sugar to create the same that same high that you get, you know, so whereas you who are not like, you're not like a I'm not physically attracted to sugar. Yeah, I'm you not know, physically it, addicted. I can I mean, take it or leave it. Quite right, honestly. exactly. Yeah. Uh, it takes a lot less for you to get that same feeling of you know, oh gosh, I ate too much sugar or that same, wh- whatever that feeling is. Uh, it takes a lot less than it takes for me. So you and I've actually, this has actually happened to us before where you eat half a donut and you're like, oh my gosh, I just got, you know, a sugar rush. I got a headache or whatever. It takes me three donuts to get yeah. that same feeling, you know, and that's because I, I've changed the physiology in my brain. Yeah. And probably know? some in your body, your body probably mm-hmm. has some higher tolerance for it as well. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk about some of the psychological aspects of sugar addiction. Okay, so, you know, even when your physical cravings uh, have abated, so if you're not craving sugar, if you if you stop eating sugar, right, and you go through any kind of withdrawal that you might go through, uh, so you're not getting those physical cravings. And, you know, if enough time passes, that balance of dopamine receptors kind of begins to correct itself, you could still have psychological cravings. And uh, there are some reasons for that. Sugar is really a a comfort food. You know, a lot of people, including me, uh, turn to sugar in times of stress or emotional upset or uh, physical, you know, stress or upset. So physical trauma also. um, And I'll give you an example of that in a second. So it's a it's a comfort food, just like, you know, fried food is for a lot of people or uh, chips or whatever. And then so with that, that's emotional eating is what that is. Emotional eating will not go away until the reasons that you do it are addressed. Mm-hmm. And I can relate to that a little bit more because I do have some aspect of that, mm-hmm. I think, still in me to where when I'm upset about something it gives you something else to do, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily sugar for me. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to give you a quick example of that where I mentioned physical stress uh, or physical trauma. So yesterday, I mentioned that I had a root canal yesterday afternoon. So it was I went in at one and I got done at like, what, 4.30, quarter to five. Uh, it was extensive. And I've never had a root canal before. I've had crowns. I've had fillings. Uh, but this was there was a big deal. And um, it was like four hours, yeah, I think, it too. Was, you it was were over there. I was like, I was and, in the waiting room. Uh, yeah. And but anyway, so I I got out of there. I was I was still numbed up. I, I wasn't feeling anything. I was just tired. Uh, but by the time we got home and uh, 
it, the, the numbness started to wear off. Oh my gosh, it hurt like you would not believe. So I, I left to go pick up my medicine, my antibiotic, and um, it, it was at Walgreens. So I had, and it was freezing outside. I had in my head the thought of, you know, I'm going to Walgreens. I can go in and get some candy or I can go in and get something like that. That was in my head. Yeah. Believe it or not. I believe it. Just because you've told me stuff like that before. Yeah. And it was in my head. And so I was actually kind of relieved because I was going to go and change, put on jeans. I had on like my, my lounge pants, you know, um, and I was going to go put my jeans back on and, and go to this, the store. And Vicky actually told me something that, that saved me from that. And I don't <laughs> know, I didn't tell you this yesterday, but you told me, cause I was so miserable. You said, you don't have to get out of the car. You're just going to the drive through. Just go like you are. And normally you wouldn't say that. Normally mm. you would say, you're going like that, put on jeans. <laughs> but this time you said, just go like that. And that saved me yeah. from going in. Because I was planning on going in and getting something. But because I was in my pajama bottoms or my lounge pants, I wasn't going to do that. I had on sneakers and you know, it was totally sexy, you know, but <laughs> I, I wasn't going to do that. So, um, so thank you. You didn't know that, but you, you saved me from You're doing welcome. that. And it made me think, it really made me think about it. Good. Well, uh, you kind of did that too, then intentionally as well to, to make that. Yeah. Once you, yeah. once you put that, cause I hadn't even thought about that, but once mm-hmm. you said, Oh, just go like that, you know, you're not getting out of the car. Then I was like, Okay, that's, that's <laughs> and then probably I added, a good so idea. watch the car break down. <laughs> I know, right? It didn't. All right. All right. So, so, so let's get back yeah. to this. And so, how do we deal with uh, with sugar addiction? What's what are some some things to to help deal with it? Well, let's put something out there first. Uh, you know, just talking about y- your body's need for sugar. Your body does not need Mm-mm. refined sugar. Mm-mm. Refined sugar. Nature takes care of everything. So. Fruit, starchy vegetables, they have enough of the nutrients and the sugars that you need, the natural mm-hmm. sugars. So you, we don't need refined sugars. No, no, not at all. Um, you know, if you're eating a, a, a whole uh, food, you know, diet, you get, you're getting what you need. Nature did not intend donut. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, you know. Um, well, you know, and another thing, Tad, and we talked about this, I think it was in our juicing episode with people being concerned about the sugars and the fruits that they were juicing. Well, when you juice, you know, you take a lot of the pulp out. But when you do smoothies, you leave a lot of the fiber in, which mm-hmm. is great, because that helps to absorb some of that as well. Right. So that that's also mm-hmm. one way nature kind of takes care of a little bit of that. Right, because it takes your body longer to process yeah. the, the fiber and, and everything like that, right? Yeah, and I remember reading also or hearing an interview where uh, one of the doctors, I think from the PCRM, the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, was talking about the difference between drinking orange juice versus eating an orange. Right. And eating an orange is better because it's got the fiber and in it that helps absorb and offset some of that that natural sugar right, in the exactly. orange. All right, so uh, cold turkey or gradual elimination? Well, and I'll, I'll tell you my uh, my th- and my thoughts have evolved on this. So, but let's let's first talk about uh, so just in general. So, some sugar detox plans, and you see these all over the place. You know, uh, quit sugar and and just dump sugar from your diet, whatever. Uh, a lot of these plans will urge you to avoid 
all sources of sugar. So not just candy, not just baked goods, but also any whole food sources of sugar. So like no fruit, no dairy, nothing like that. And I got to tell you, that's really unrealistic for long term success. You know, if you if you do that for I don't know, whatever they tell you a week or whatever it is, to cleanse the and they always have that cleanse, you know, sugar cleanse, um, get all the sugar out of your system. Okay, well, yeah, if you actually do that, but it's not it's not sustainable long term, you know, uh, and on top of that, that does absolutely nothing to address any emotional issues or bad eating habits that you have. That's a really good point. Because then okay, you, if you do that, then you pick up pick up alcohol or something else because <laughs> right. you're just transferring. That's a really good point. Because it because it's not just an addiction physically, it's an emotional one as well. Right, right, absolutely. Uh, so a better idea is to eliminate or drastically cut back on certain sources of sugar. And, uh, you know, ideally, it would be the refined sugars. So found so candy, baked goods, processed grains like uh, white flour and white rice, and then replace those. So you don't have to you don't have to feel deprived. You know, you just make smart replacements. So replace those sources with natural sugar sources that also provide, you know, a really good dose of, of fiber and and or protein. Yeah, and then you can also think about some other replacements such as pureed berries in your oatmeal instead of sugar, molasses, syrup, or honey, fresh frozen or dried fruit instead of cookies for a snack, and fresh fruit juice in sweetest in tea to sweeten. Mm -hmm, Right. Um, You know, and I don't need sugar either. And I I really don't have a lot of sugar. It doesn't bother me to not have it in the house. Every now and then I will bring something or buy something or and I I might just keep it at my desk at work. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't have to, to deal with that. But you know, Again, as we were talking about, nobody needs refined sugar. Right. And, you know, the other thing is um, I I love to bake, which doesn't help things, Mm -hmm. really doesn't. And, you know, uh, in the past, you would ask me for, you know, um, can you make something for dessert or can you make cookies or whatever? And... Of course, I'm not going to say no. This was a while back. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, of course, I'm not going to say no, right? I mean, the the addict in me is like, oh, yeah, you know. Well, I think what surprised me was you hadn't always talked about being a sugar addict. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until more recently that you actually used that terminology. Mm -hmm. And I would even say, I said, oh, my God, well, why didn't you say something when I, I said, oh, let's make some cookies because, or something? Yeah. Because then you said, well, but I wanted the cookies. Because I'm a freaking <laughs> addict and I want the cookies. And, but I mean, you well, didn't. Well, and the other thing is, too, you know, even though you're, you're my wife and we've been together for almost 17 years and, you know, there's still... It's, there's a lot of shame, like yeah. you mentioned before. There's a lot of shame and a lot of stigma. I don't want to let you down. And I know, you know, the way our relationship is, it's very, you know, we we try to be open and we don't always do the best job, but we work on it. And, but still, the, that stigma, you know, is there and it's so powerful. And it's taken me this long to finally even say that to you. Well, you wouldn't tell me about some of the struggles you would no. have going, just going on errands, not wanting to because go. It's, because it's humiliating. Yeah. And it's, you know, and I, I've gotten p- 
past that, on getting past that, um, because I realized that I need your help. Well, yeah. And that's the biggest thing because that's when you first told me that. Mm-hmm. I said, oh my God, well, you had no I, idea. I'll, I got this fl- like Sixth Sense, the movie The Sixth Sense. I got all these flashbacks <laughs> to when I asked you to pick me up something or when I asked you to make cookies or mm-hmm. something like that. And I felt bad. Yeah. And too. you had no idea. I had no idea. So, no idea. Yeah. All right. So let's get back to this then. So let, let's talk about making some other small changes. Uh, things like, Eat more fruits and vegetables. And again, that addresses the fiber issue. Get more fiber into your diet. Um, keeps you full longer. Um, you know, eat fruits and, and vegetables that are starchy or, or have natural sugar. Uh, drink more water, right? And eat protein to help curb sugar cravings. And this is something that we talked about, we touched on in uh, an episode we did a few weeks ago about what to do if you ate too much sugar. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah, and we talked about eating sugar. some protein. You know, the other thing, just going back a, a point about drinking water, I think people underestimate mm-hmm. your body's uh, attempts to tell you something is there. It's dehydrated. Mm-hmm. It will make you feel hungry. Yeah. It will make you crave things because yeah. it's like, I need water. Right. Exactly. So that's a big thing with me. Sometimes hunger is disguised or, or dehydration is disguised as hunger for mm-hmm. me. And a lot of times it's just drink some water and I feel better. Mm -hmm. Right. All right. So talking about protein, you know, high protein foods digest more slowly, help keep you feeling full longer. And then protein also doesn't make your blood sugar spike the way that refined carbs and sugars do. Okay, the next point is to avoid artificial sweeteners. You know, there's been so much coming out lately about how bad these are for you. They're carcinogenic. And they just they're not good for you. They don't even make you feel good. I mean, to me, they made me feel worse than when I had sugar. And they taste funky. Yeah. I I mean, they always, you know, diet soda just doesn't taste, you know. All right. Just uh, so bad for you. The other, and the other thing is that some studies have actually suggested that artificial sweeteners may actually leave you craving sugar. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Because your body's, I I did read something like that where your body is expecting to get the sugar and it Mm -hmm. doesn't get it. So it makes you want more sweet taste, but, or that sweet feeling, but it doesn't get the actual sugar. Right. So yeah, don't, don't do it. All right. Another tip is to just cut out a little bit of sugar each week. So after a few weeks, you'll be surprised, you know, how little you miss it. So maybe if you're used to having like a dessert after every meal, you know, or every dinner, then uh, go down to three a week, and then two and then one or, you know, and just make little changes like that. Yeah, we talked about that too, when you had said, all right, that's it, I'm cutting it out, I'm Mm -hmm. done with it. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, one thing to consider is that you tend to want things more when you know you can't have them. That's Mm -hmm. just our human nature. But if you change just a little bit. And we've talked about this for vegetarians and vegans, Mm -hmm. right? Where you think about, it's not all or nothing, just because automatically people think, oh, I'm going to become a vegetarian. I can't have my favorite steak anymore. Or Mm -hmm. I can't have my favorite burger anymore. Well, if you look at it that way, you're never going to get to be more plant-based, right? Right. Or or give it up. But if you just say, rather than having it every week, maybe I have it every month. Or, you know, you just reduce like that. And the same thing with sugar. If you just say, I'm never having it again, your brain automatically goes into emergency mode and right. you're, it makes you want it even more. Right. Well, and it also, not just that, not the, the, the physical kind of emergency mode is, is what you're talking about, I think. But um, you also get that kind of uh, rebellious 
type mm-hmm. thing. Like when you're you're a kid and your parents said you are absolutely positively not going to that party, you know, then it was like your mission in life and your only mission to get to that party. I still have know? a scar on many where I jumped out the window <laughs> and still went to the party. So <laughs> rebel. I didn't care. I oh. went to the party with a bloody knee. But anyway, so, you know, it's that kind of that kind of thing. So you're totally right about that. And it took me a while to to kind of realize hey she's right so um we've only been together 17 years so yeah yeah i'll, well, I'll, I'll take that one <laughs> <laughs> all right uh another tip is to read food labels you know and we've talked about food labels before when it comes to artificial ingredients and and preservatives and, and things like that uh and remember you know, we hidden- store last week and we were reading something it, it was one of, it was some i don't remember what it was but I said, let's read the ingredients. Oh, you have like to read rice. the ingredients because I can't. It was like can't. a rice packet thing. Yeah, and she was reading the back, and I said, it, it says said no, no MSG. MSG or no artificial ingredients, and she turns it over. She has to read it because it's too. I can't read small fonts anymore, and uh, she says, um, it was it was a high fructose syrup code word yeah something in yeah. there and then the natural flavor flavorings yeah. like, oh, that's MSG. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh yeah read food labels pick uh foods if you're buying foods that are processed you know um pick foods that don't have a lot of sugar you want to on those labels learn to identify the um processed foods to definitely stay away from and of course, you know, the less processed food you eat, the better, but most people find it difficult or even undesirable to eliminate it completely. Um, so watch out for items that list any form of sugar in the first few ingredients. And I mean, I've, I heard that, I've heard that back from, you know, even when I was, I don't know, really growing up, you mm-hmm. know, um, or have more than four total grams of sugar. And then some forms of sugar that are found in ingredient lists on food labels. So look for uh, agave nectar or brown rice syrup or high fructose corn syrup, dextrose, evaporated cane juice, glucose, lactose, malt syrup, molasses, sucrose. You know, those are all forms of sugar. So, I mean, if you see one on there, except for high fructose corn syrup, avoid that like the plague. If you see one of those on there, you know, it's, it's not so bad, but if you see like five or six of those different things, put it back, find another alternative. And then last but not least, forgive yourself. You know, if you're just so hard on yourself and saying, what's wrong with me? Why can't I stop this? You have to understand that that's just going to put you in a vicious cycle where you beat yourself up, then you want more. And Mm -hmm. then you'd feel worse and then you want more and it's just going to be a vicious cycle you know another thing is a support group of some sort if the peas and carrots is a great one uh it's not just on sugar addiction obviously but uh, as we mentioned somebody asked the question and got a lot of folks that share some of the same struggles and provided some tips i'm sure there are groups out there also that that have you know i was i was listening to a comedian this morning that was uh, I reposted it on my personal Facebook page, but she was talking about perspective. And she says, are you feeling bad about something you did that was really, really bad? Well, Google it because there's a lot of people that did it too. <laughs> and she said, and, and they got over it and they're probably out on their book tour talking about it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. So, I mean, don't feel like you're the only one in the world. It's really helpful a lot of times to get people around you that are struggling with the same issues. I will say, though, there are a couple of things to watch out for with some of these groups. And Larissa and I have talked about this in the past. I think there's some groups that 
folks that really kind of self-identify as a certain having a certain affliction and almost don't want to bust out of it you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and there's other groups that just talk about maybe coping mechanisms and tips and stuff Mm -hmm. so you just want to make sure that the vibe of the group fits you best because if you're in a group that is not so much about trying to deal with it Mm -hmm. Then or trying to really cope with it. There are wallowers and there are... <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And, People you know, uh, just to give you an example real quick, I know we're running a little bit over time, but like ADHD. So I've ident- I have ADHD and but I don't, I'm not medicated or anything for it, but I do belong to some Facebook groups where there's some folks that are really saying, how do you deal with this? And, you know, but then there's others that the world has to deal with me you know, kind of thing. And uh, I'm not about that. So Mm. uh, always look for the more positive vibed groups. That's what I'm saying. All right. So we're ready to move into the recipe of the week. Absolutely. So the recipe of the week is triple chocolate brownies with chocolate sauce. And (laughs) it's not really not. Vicky's like, like, uh, that's not what mine says. Uh, No, the the recipe. Flipping through my outline really fast. Uh, Like What? what? Time out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the recipe of the week was suggested by Vicky Sklar in the Peas and Carrots group. What and up, uh, <laughs> Hey, does Vicky spell her name like me too? She does. Wow, you're an I, IE. I, I think. I think it's IE, right, Vicky? I, I think I saw that. All right. Um, I, there's IEs, there's Ys, there's Is, there <laughs> IEs are, are kind of rare. Rare, mm-hmm. yeah. And special. <laughs> so the recipe is a vegan portobello pot roast. And Vicky posted this, I guess, last week in the group. And I saw the picture and I swear my mouth started watering. It looks so it good. It looks so good. I'm going to, next time we go to the store, I'm going to get the, the big portobellos and everything that we need to do this because, oh my gosh, it looks so good. And I'll probably make some more of the, the homemade bread that I made. And um, it's the, the bread is, it's white wheat. So it uses a combination of whole flour and um, white. So a little better with the sugar. So, um, but maybe I'll make that and we'll have that this week. Awesome. All right. The question this week is, is sugar addiction an issue for you? And have you tried anything to help yourself with this? If you have, or you have any tips for overcoming sugar addiction, please leave us a comment at vegetarianzen.com forward slash 239, where you can head out to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash vegetarianzen, or why not join an awesome group of people in the peas and carrots? Woohoo! If you head out to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen, you will be hit up with a couple of questions just to make sure you're not peddling any wares or spamming or anything of that nature. And uh, please answer both questions. We get some folks sometimes that don't answer both questions and we really want to let you in. So just make sure you answer. And uh, once Larissa takes a look at that, she will... Give you a pass into the kingdom of the bees and carrots. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.